So hello and welcome back to the Joe and Co show. I am Joe Hall, your host. And in this week's episode, I can guarantee if you're feeling a little bit down, this is going to put a smile on your face. <laughs> I have just finished the editing of this episode where I have a conversation, an amazing conversation with Sidel Stewart. And we, we laugh so much. So if all we give you is a smile on your face, then that's, we've done our job. But anyway, that aside, the content is amazing. We unpick imposter syndrome and share our experiences of dealing with it and give you some tips as to how to overcome it as well. So this is something that's, that's not just in the entrepreneurial world, but also clearly being faced with, with, with anybody in any walk of life. So hopefully this will give you some little nuggets. And we also start to talk about um, the benefits of journaling. I completely love journaling, although as I say in the episode, I'm an inconsistent journaler, getting better at it. But I share my tips and advice on how to journal and what benefits it can bring you. So we talk about a whole lot of other things, but I shall let you listen and find out for yourselves. So enjoy. So welcome back to the Joe and Co show. I have an amazing guest with me. She is a tech expert and she's brought so much technical magic into my life. Uh, <laughs> Sid's laughing. Hello, Sid. Hi. <laughs> so um, for our listeners, would you please introduce yourself and explain what you do to them? Please. Yes. Um, thank you for having me, Jo. It's really nice to be here. Oh, my um, pleasure. <laughs> um, for your audience. My name is Sidel Stewart. I am an online business expert that calls herself a business operations architect, which basically means I build back-end systems for coaches and consultants to get them slick, sexy and systemized so they can focus on the work that lights them up. Oh, hang on a minute. You didn't turn me into someone sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I turned your back off is sexy. It's slick. It's oh, seamless. It's oh, seamless. It's sexy. It just works. It's like, you know, sometimes um, the system that I build for people, people always come back to me and they go, oh, people use it. And they went, oh, that's nice. How did you do that? So that's where that comes it's so from. so cool. Yeah. So cool. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you did turn me into somebody, the back end sexy. Actually, that sounds a bit rude. We might be careful how we say that. Oh, God. Is this going to be one of these conversations that just goes into the gutter straight away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's so good to have you on the show. And um, in our little preamble, we were we were talking about, you know, where we currently are in business and uh, we haven't connected for a while, actually, have we? Haven't we had a no, it's been up. a few months, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. But um, you were talking about launches and, you know, how far you've come. You also mentioned something that you uh, have kind of launched, but kind of not. And we got mm -hmm. into the topic of imposter syndrome, didn't we? Yes. And I, you know, I think it's just one of those things. Actually, it's one of those things that, until I came into business, I didn't actually even know that it existed. But once you know it, okay. it, it exists, you know, it mm -hmm. is a thing. So let's explain what it is. So imposter syndrome is, is really um, where you're in a place that you um, are holding yourself back. You feel stuck mm -hmm. and you are the one that's sabotaging your own life with your yes. thoughts and your behavior your, or your lack of action even. Um you're the one that's self-doubting. You're not trusting yourself. And mm -hmm. you just basically don't feel good enough. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it can show up in sort of comparing yourself unnecessarily yes. and very unhelpfully to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can show up as perfectionism. I don't know if this mm-hmm. re- is resonating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, so, but as a term, yeah, we, we, I think in the entrepreneurial world and actually even in every other walks of, walk of life, we're starting to use the imposter syndrome phrase quite a bit. And I think it's really, mm-hmm. really commonplace. And um, I, I just think it's fascinating because we all do this and it's freaking annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it's really annoying. And I think that you touched on something there about it being in the entrepreneurial space. And I think that as much as I'd heard the phrase imposter syndrome before, I didn't have an appreciation for what it meant. And when I was an employee many moons ago, um, I always felt confident about what I was doing. And there wasn't, wasn't anything anyone could tell me. Um, otherwise and nobody could say to me well you can't do that because I wasn't interested I didn't listen to that I just did what I was doing and I never for a minute thought oh but what if it doesn't work or what will people think or anything like that until you start working in your own space and 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 you have full autonomy then you start to have those thoughts and it's like well where did that come from what's that about yeah yeah and and I think for me, the reason why that, well, I mean, I had imposter syndrome when I was in the corporate world, for sure, but not really bad. Like, you're, you know, like you were saying, it was it was a much I was in a much better place in terms of my confidence and than I have been in my own business. And I, I think that being in business is because it's all about you right. or we make it we turn it into meaning. It, it doesn't even make sense. We make it become yeah. all about us. we personalize you know it, we, 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 yeah we, we add the meaning to it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and I think that's that's the reason then we 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 kind of stall or freeze because it's like <gasps> if I put a post out on social media what will people think what will, you know mm-hmm. will I get some good responses will mm-hmm. I get any engagement will I get some horrible feedback will mm-hmm. what will people think of me you know and all of this and we go into all these different avenues in our mind of second guessing yeah and overthink it basically and then that just so you go oh it's not worth it then so I'll just come back to this little safe space and I just won't post about myself so I I I do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I I can be my yeah yeah I I, I think the it's interesting you touched on social media social media is the space where I don't feel um the fear of imposter syndrome you're really good yeah well thank you very much I don't feel that I don't I don't I don't know if it's because I'm posting, I'm very confident in my writing ability. So if I'm posting things that I've written and captions that I've written and sharing information that I'm 100% sure is the right information or is going to be beneficial, that feels comfortable. The minute Mm. I go on video, that's a whole different scenario. That feels like, oh, this is awkward, feel uncomfortable, feel self-conscious. And um, and my memory is terrible. So I like to, I'm, I'm a planner. I'm a PA by trade from the beginning. So I like to map yeah. things out. I like structure. And so working in a way where you, you, it always feels like it's not okay to be on camera and read. I always get that vibe that that's not the done thing. So then it feels like, well, you're supposed to be talking mm. off the top of your head and sound confident whilst doing it and look amazing whilst doing it. And that's all too much pressure. And then it's like, well, who am I to do that? And who's going to take what I'm saying seriously? And then you start talking yourself out of it. And then the live that you scheduled to do twice a week becomes once a week becomes never. And when yeah. I was down the line, you're just like, oh, my strategy's gone down the, down the drain. It's like, what's that yeah. about? Yeah. 
But the thing is, you don't have to do video. You don't have to do any of this, do you? There's there's no. always a way of doing business. <laughs> that's the thing. But that's the interesting thing because that comes back to comparisonitis as well. <gasps> Someone else is on, you know, doing lives, you know, three times a week, or they're yeah. doing these videos and they're all amazing and they're all crafted. They mm-hmm. a they've probably got a team behind them, or b mm-hmm. that's just their natural area of ability. So yeah, of course they're going to show up and do it consistently because it just mm-hmm. feels natural to them. Mm-hmm. If video is not your thing, don't do it. and Don't feel yeah. the pressure to do it. That's mm-hmm. That would be my advice. Also, but, doing pre-recorded video works. If you're scared of doing a yeah. live, you can do your videos yourself. It just means a bit of editing. But you yeah. can do your videos yourself, um, edit yeah. them, and then work them up and use the same principle, but you don't feel so much pressure. Yeah. The only thing with that <laughs> that I find and I'm laughing because I because I am a recovering perfectionist, I would basically <laughs> I like the fact that you're recovering. I know, it's good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I I would like make about twenty versions of it. And this is why I like the podcast, okay. because this this is my natural format. I love mm-hmm. it, as you can probably tell. And <laughs> hand on heart there is hardly any editing that goes into this. Most of the conversations I have with my guests are just literally as you hear us in the sequence that it happens. And, you know, you've heard me fluff my my words at the beginning and I'm cool (laughs) with that because, you know, I'm in my 40s. I lose my, you know, what I'm, my train of thought. So I'm... I'm, (laughs) That's the excuse that we're using. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Too right. But I, and I'm not averse to doing live videos at all. I just, I just don't really enjoy them I can do them but it's not my nat I've I've found with podcasting that that's really natural to me so embrace Mm -hmm. that you know if Mm -hmm. writing's your thing then embrace it if if writing quotes or captions and is is what what you're good at then do that I think you know we we have yeah we have these preconceived ideas that business and running your own business should be a certain way and we look Mm -hmm. externally so often for proof or validation of what it should look like when actually we forget that the best way to run your own business is by doing things that feel good for you doing it in your way yeah 100 percent. you just gotta find your groove really yeah it's trial and error isn't it you Mm -hmm. know um so so how how would you what advice would you give to other people you know i mean you've been on an amazing journey sid you know Mm -hmm. On the topic of imposter syndrome, what kind of things have you done to sort of move yourself forward and out of those places when you when you know that you know you're doing the self sabotage thing? What mm-hmm. what has worked for you? To be honest, I just have a word with myself. <laughs> just tell myself like, get a grip um, and, and, and take a take a step back. Often, um, you know, sometimes the imposter syndrome comes from just merely being overwhelmed. And feeling like there's so many things I should be doing, so many things I'm supposed to do. And like you said, based on what, based on who, um, those are um, pressures that you put on yourself. And then they become these big things that you feel like you have to deliver on. When actually, if you just said, actually, this is not really realistic. And instead of beating myself up for missing deadlines that weren't really achievable in the first place, let's just revisit this Mm -hmm. and and re-strategize it or take some of the pressure out by removing some parts if they're not imperative. You can take things out. You can shift things around. And so I tend to take a step back. Like last year um, when I was launching, I was gearing up to do my personal brand launch, which I'd worked really hard on for almost a year. 
got to um, August and I had planned it for the 31st of August to coincide with my 10th business year anniversary. And nice. I was falling apart. I was in tears. I was not sleeping. I was so stressed out. And then two wow. days before, and I and I hadn't mentioned it. So I was had a whole promo campaign. I ditched that. And then I just decided, you know, I'm not doing it. And I just didn't do it. And I just didn't go online. I didn't talk to anyone. And being in the middle of a pandemic, it wasn't that difficult to just kind of hide away. So I just yeah. did. And then the date came and went. And I felt quite crap about it. Um, and that was August. And then September, first two weeks in September, I felt like a failure. I was really stressing myself out about it. And then, I don't know, something switched. I was like, why? Am I beating myself up? That was my deadline. Nobody was expecting me to do anything. Nobody asked yeah. anything of me. Yeah. Um, and then I rescheduled it for October, which actually just coincided with the anniversary of my mum's passing. And actually that oh. felt very natural and like it was supposed to happen because yeah. my mum was my biggest champion. And I adopted the title when she passed away of Possibility Ambassador. And that was the title that she used to use. She was a benefits advisor and disability rights activist. Um, and her, she used to champion the possibilities of people living with disability. And said, do wow. not call people disabled. They are not disabled. They are able. They may not be able-bodied in the same way as you, but yeah. they are able to excel at something. And that's what you should be focused on not what they can't do so so her whole thing was possibility possibility ambassador and so when she passed away quite suddenly and unexpectedly I adopted the name of um that title that she used to use and made it my um, kind of title for myself in my business and so it just so happens that when I um, rescheduled the launch I chose that date without actively um making the connection and it wasn't until I put it out into the world that I realised it was the same date. And it was wow. really freaky. Yeah. Wow. And, no, and nothing happens by accident, as my mum would always say, actually. No, no, no. There's no such thing as a coincidence. Yeah. I always say that. Wow, what a legacy. I didn't know that about your name. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, so you're carrying that on. There's a, whole, there's a whole page about it on my website, um, which is entitled My Inspiration. And it's, and it's a whole story about my mum and how I came to be and all sorts of stuff. Oh, that's beautiful. Right. So, well, definitely we're having your website in the show notes so people can <laughs> check out your story. <laughs> Lovely. Wow. And and I think you raise a really good point about if things aren't feeling right, you can give yourself permission to just stop. And actually, we're, we're saying that now, aren't we? We're giving yeah. the listeners permission to stop because mm-hmm. when you start to hear the word should appear in your head. Yep. That is a clear indication that something is up, that something is out of alignment, as I would mm-hmm, call it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly the moment that you stop. Just even if it's for a few minutes and go, all right, what is not feeling right? Yeah. And tune into that. Out. Yeah, try and figure it out. Take a step back as you you wisely advise to then think about, okay, well, this timing isn't right or th- there may be something wrong with, I don't, there, there may, you know, whatever, it doesn't really matter what you're feeling is is out of alignment or not feeling right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then go with your energies again, and like like you said, yeah. You know, and you can do that. You can go again. Yeah. Like, yeah. And as we, I always we say, nobody died. Like you know, <laughs> in, in this case, somebody actually did die, but not at the same time. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, you know, nothing's ever going to be that bad. It always feels worse in the moment than it actually is. Oh yeah, yeah. 
The only thing for me is I I have a tendency to hide and then continue hiding. So I, I find it quite difficult to come back out of the cave, as I call it. Right. And and I've learned to um, actually reach out to my business coach or trusted mm-hmm. friends who are um, business owners as well to try mm-hmm. or journal to try and understand why I'm holding myself back. And I've, mm-hmm. I've got this a little bit of an issue at the moment where I feel stuck and it's based around, I mean, as a, as a coach, I, you know, yeah. and, and somebody who is there to support and nurture uh, and guide coach, mentor, whatever, whatever words that come to mind, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I take on a lot of, I can take on quite a bit of personal responsibility for those people and actually I'm working through so that feels overwhelming right because I've I have a vested interest in them Mm -hmm. having a better life Mm -hmm. by working with me so I really want a good outcome for them yeah but it's it's not my responsibility and that's what I'm I've learned and I have to keep reminding myself it's not my responsibility Mm -hmm. I give the tools I give the support I give the nurturing I give the, the advice you know whatever it may be yeah they my clients have the responsibility for taking the action to do the work and it'll be the same for you you could you could craft the most amazing back-end sexy systems but actually (laughs) if they don't go and use them that's you've delivered your side of the bargain but if they choose not to 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 take the amazing tech you know and the systems that you've set up then that's their choice isn't it so I think I think that's an interesting one because there's always a reason for you feeling stuck but when you're continually stuck or you're you have a prolonged period of time of stuckness as I call it I mean it's just something that's just so annoying in, in my personality that I, I frequently <laughs> get into that space but I know that everything happens for a reason and I yeah. I grow through that time point I am stronger I'm more confident uh, my my offers my transformations is so much more powerful as I keep going through all these these almost lessons really mm-hmm. as I'm going through that so it's it's just we're just always work in progress aren't we I mean yeah 100% and I think that's the that's the lesson in my mind is is recognizing that we are almost always a work in progress and there's never an end point it's not like we're finished now or yeah. that's achieved and so that's finished now there's an there's always an evolution taking place in tiny increments yes yes Absolutely. And I think that makes it so exciting. But also in that it takes the pressure off because you're never going to be perfect. You're never Mm going to fix all of you. You know, you're never going to get to that, that amazing, you know, no, no fixed needed state. There's always going to be opportunities for growth. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the more that you go, well, that's, this is my experience, the more that I've gone through this entrepreneurial journey, I am just so grateful for who I am and I'm actually quite amazed at who I am as well, yeah. mm-hmm. which I, I would never have said that before. It's yeah. this, that bit is still work in progress, but coming back to the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have so many amazing qualities as mm-hmm. does everybody else on this planet. Of course. And it's, it's, I'm finally tuning in and recognizing that. Yeah. I can and see it in other people. I can see it just like that. And I, I, I help my clients see their their amazingness, mm-hmm. you know, quite quickly. That's harder for me. So I'm actually really proud to say that finally yeah. <laughs> I, I can see my own qualities and I'm proud of that. Yeah, you like, should be. Yeah. Why not? If you're not if you yeah. can't be proud of that, who can? 
exactly it's me mm. it's my life isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah so I think you know the imposter syndrome thing is a, is a it's just normal and it's there's I personally think that you know if you almost it almost if you don't have imposter syndrome you, you're doing something wrong in a way you're deluded <laughs> that's another thing to overthink um but yeah I do hate you I think I think everybody, even in their quiet moments, will have some form of imposter syndrome. It might not be something that they explicitly share with others or or even want to give power to you by speaking it out into the universe. But ultimately, they, everyone has their moments where they're not quite sure, maybe a bit of self-doubt, maybe wondering mm. if it's feasible, if it's possible, how, when, you know. But maybe for some people, it's more fleeting than others. Yeah. Do you know what's just come to mind? There's a beautiful quote, which I will misquote because I can't remember stuff straight off the bat. And anyway, it's <laughs> translated. But a quote by Rumi. And mm-hmm. he says something like, um, take the step. Uh, no, I'm going to have to read it off my board. I've got it behind me. <laughs> says, yeah. As you start on your, as you start walking on your way, the yeah. way becomes clear or something. Words to that effect anyway. Okay. Um, and, I, and I think it's exactly that. It is taking the next step, even if you don't know how. Mm-hmm. And so many times I've had this this dream or this idea of launching something or doing something, and I've not known how on earth I was going to achieve it. Mm-hmm. But I've taken a step and then another step and then another step. And it's just incredible how when you've got that intention of doing something, mm-hmm the way truly does become clear you know the the right people fall into your life or the you know the the amazon book suggestion pops up and it's like oh my god that's exactly what i need right now that's the that's the the bots listening to your brain ticking (laughs) (laughs) by chance with amazon they heard your thoughts I know it's just too spooky, is it? They yeah. definitely, definitely yeah. listen to conversations. That's proper big brother, isn't it? <laughs> and the listening to conversations is one thing. I do hear that a lot. And myself and one of my closest friends will be on the phone and we'll be talking about something, and literally we'll both come off the phone and then we'll send each other a screenshot because an ad will have come up of exactly what we were talking about, um, or tends to be along the, the 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 gist of what we're talking about. But more recently ads have been really really specific and on occasion I've had ads come up with things that I've thought and I haven't shared with anyone and that's freaked yeah. me out a little it, it is freaky yeah let's not go down that conversation because no, it's giving me the not. shivers it's just like oh what are they listening to <laughs> freaks <laughs> but anyway however they're doing it whatever they're listening to I appreciate their their Mm -hmm. insights and giving me the book recommendations because I I buy a lot and I read a lot of books Mm -hmm. but I think I think the point is about taking a step isn't it and it's recognizing that you are stuck yeah understanding what it is that's holding you back is it your thoughts is it your lack of self-esteem or belief and what what can you know or is or is it something you know physical you know you're tired you know this just isn't the right timing for you I'm just exhausted Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. our bodies know, our bodies are there to be listened to. And, you know, the feelings that bubble up and the emotions that arise are there as indicators to tell us how we're feeling. You yeah. know, it's like a thermometer gauge, isn't it? Oh, yeah, this feels great. Uh, no, that feels mm-hmm. bad. And we need yeah. to listen to all of that and then take mm-hmm. the appropriate action. So it's taking the step, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which sure. is easier said than done. 
you know, I know that, but <laughs> at times, <laughs> at times, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, have you got any other advice for our listeners on, you know, keeping the momentum going? And you know, I think for me, it's always have a plan because if you don't have a plan, then what you're working towards, and if you don't know what you're working towards, then you're just going aimlessly. How do you know when you've achieved anything? Um, so I would say have a plan. It doesn't have to be rigid as in day by day, but just an, an overarching, this is what I'm aiming to achieve in this period of time. And then you can get granular by working backwards um, at yeah. this stage. But um, I think that's really key. I think having the right people around you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, if you get to a point where you feel stuck, having the right people in, in safe spaces that you can have those conversations with, whether they our friends in business, whether they're family, whether you have a mentor or a coach, um, that's really key. I think it's also interesting in, in, in who you talk to. I think sometimes talking to family is not necessarily the best idea because they'll just give you a blanket response like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know why you was trying to do that anyway, and that doesn't help. Or, like, oh yeah exactly or they do the complete opposite and say oh you're you're fine you know what you're doing stop worrying and that's not helpful either, yeah actually. No, so you've got to choose to talk to the right people and yeah. pe other people in business will will have um insights into the type of challenges you're facing and For mentors sure. and coaches will have the business savviness for want of a better word of how to help you approach it um, yeah. so I think that's really, yeah. really key and and you mentioned journaling which I always find a really interesting topic obviously I work with lots of coaches um, and journaling is something that comes up often and a few years ago I used to roll my eyes I'm not gonna lie um, and I used to think <laughs> journaling what's this journey you just mean writing in a book why are we why are we dressing this up what's, what the word does it have to be a journal and not a notebook like is this just one of those words <laughs> made to make you feel inadequate and so I had this whole vibe around um, not really understanding the power of of journaling, and which is really fascinating because I'm I'm trained journalist. Um, I studied journalism no. at, <laughs> at, at college. I didn't go to uni. Oh, well, I did go to uni. I dropped out. That's a whole different story. But um, yeah, so I've got a city and guilds in journalism. If they make those anymore, and um, and this and, and writing is something I've always done. And I used to be a spoken word artist. So I used to be a performance poet and perform up and down the country. And so words are really important to me. And yeah. I used to write a lot of short stories. Um, and then since my mum passed, I stopped writing. Um, I just, I think I just had a bit of a block and I find it really challenging and I haven't really gone back to it. But I just That's find... That's interesting. Yeah, but I'm hiding from it. So we'll just move on. And so <laughs> um, I haven't really <laughs> dealt with that. And, and so there's this thing around... People always say journal. I've got a friend of mine who just bought me a journal at Christmas, um, which is like a well-being journal because I'm not great at taking care of myself. I'm a bit of a workaholic. And so she gifted me this journal and I've read it lots of times. I've looked at it. It's got pre-populated pages and you're supposed to fill in the prompts. And and I haven't done anything. And we're in March now, you know, three months into the, into the year. And I'm like, Am I, am I going to write in this? What am I going to write? And I keep picking it up and putting it down. And I don't know what I'm scared of, but it, it's just something disconnecting for me. And I'm trying to work out what is it about journaling that is so special that so many people recommend it. It would be really interesting to hear from you, like what journaling does. Oh, I love journaling. So interestingly enough, 
I would say even just three months ago, I was an um, inconsistent journaler. So I love writing. I just like pen or the pa- uh, the pencil on the page. Yeah. I just love them. I, I love writing. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, just love it. But I, I was like you. I would go through phases or um, I'd be consistent for about sort of 10 days doing a gratitude journal and then like miss a day and then it would be I'd do it for seven days and then I'd miss three days you know and then it would suddenly sort of filter out of my life and it would be no more Mm -hmm. and I um actually one of my my previous podcast guests uh Anne Louise Harbert I um I went on a journaling uh, sort of masterclass with her for for a oh, couple really? of hours. Yeah. And um, she said, we sometimes place too much pressure on it. You know, again, the mm-hmm. comparisonitis, oh, everyone else is journaling. <laughs> Why is it not working for me? Why am yeah. I not doing it? I must be yeah. bad or that I must be <laughs> avoiding something or I must be rubbish with my willpower or have none or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a case of like anything, right? So whether it's journaling or going for a walk outside, doesn't doesn't really matter what it is. Do it if if you want to do it. And if it's yeah. not right for you, it's not meant to be. But yeah. the thing is with journaling, what I found, so this this might help you and any of our listeners who aren't into journaling at the moment. For me, it frees up my mind onto a piece of paper. So Often I'm in a place of, of overwhelm, maybe, or mm-hmm. I've got confusion in my head, or I've got so many ideas in my head going. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be a, a really noisy and busy place inside right. of my head, like many people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. journaling gives me the um, opportunity to, to just to get those ideas out onto paper. Whether I turn them into an offer or take action on them is, is, is kind so of irrelevant. No it's on cleared on my mind. And, and literally, this, this Sunday past... I'd uh, said to my daughter, I said, oh, I'm feeling really anxious today. I said, I don't really know why. I've lovely weekend, been out in the garden, mm-hmm. doing what I love, but I feel a bit angsty. And she said, why don't you just journal, Mum? It was just like, oh, yeah, obviously, right? So I <laughs> literally went upstairs, snuggled on my bed, got my journal out. I've got a beautiful journal, and I use, mm-hmm. I use pencil, so I could, and I've got a rubber on the end, so I can yeah. rub it out. Perfectionist, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I spent about 40 minutes just not even thinking about how I was going to order it. So there was no pressure. All, all the intent was I was going to get whatever came out from my head, through my hand, onto the paper. It was just going to come out. Oh, and wow. my gosh, I, uh, literally looking back at all the ideas, the words that I've used, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's some content in there. There's some, some action plans. There's some insights. Mm-hmm. So it's, it gave me a lot of peace yeah much more focus and actually then I could carry on the rest of my evening and just I just totally relax and it was great so for me it's um it's a great place to just calm yourself down because I don't put any pressure on myself you know I'm not, I'm not gonna suddenly download this you know incredible offer and program and it's all gonna come <laughs> there's no yeah. pressure it just is what it is mm-hmm. um The other thing that I do love doing, but I do it inconsistently, but when I do do it, I absolutely love it, is to do gratitude journaling. And I mean, there's there's scientific evidence that, you know, as as you do gratitude journaling, um, you know, it changes the brain chemistry into one that's much more positive and, you know, full of dopamine and all the feel good factors. You know, Mm -hmm. so there's scientific evidence that it works, but also there's a law of attraction thing going on in terms of, you know, that the when you're gratitude journaling and it's literally writing down what you're grateful for and then saying thank mm-hmm. you at the end, mm-hmm. really feeling into that, 
you know, I'm so grateful for the hug that my son just gave me, mm-hmm. or I'm so grateful for having that conversation with my daughter and just feel that. So it's not just writing it down, it's yeah. truly feeling it mm-hmm. as well. But then that vibration, that en- that energetic uh, feeling mm-hmm. attracts other good things. And it just right. wires your brain into a place of just much more positivity so that you can be much more resilient. And it just, it's just a well-being tool, I suppose. Right, I see. Um, to mm-hmm. just, I mean, it feels good. I mean, yeah, it's I, interesting because I, I, I have done that, um, but I've done them as verbal affirmations. They're not really affirmations, I guess, but just said them out loud about what I'm grateful for when I wake yeah. up in the morning. Um, yeah. but, not, but I haven't ever just taken it that step further and written them down. I like I I like going back over my journal every now and again. I don't do it all the time because yeah. often once it's on the paper, it's there. But I know it's there as a reference if I need it. If I've just downloaded an idea for I don't know a blog post or mm-hmm. a bit of content on social media or an offer mm-hmm. or program or whatever, you know, or a program name or whatever it is, I yeah. I've got it there as a reference. So I don't need to then worry it and sort of clog my mind with trying to remember it. Mm-hmm. But also interesting to go back over time to see how far you've evolved. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, coming back to the imposter syndrome piece, mm-hmm. I look at the language I was saying on these pages before. And, you know, I've said this in podcasts before. I, I was just a nasty cow to myself, you know, mm-hmm. really properly beating myself up. Whereas now my language is massively shifted. Right. to one that is full kind of. much more of belief kindness compassion gratitude to my of my you know towards myself mm-hmm. so it's not even external gratitude for you know the, the children and my health or well that's kind of internal but you know the house or the garden or you know things that have happened to me it's actually more internally focused as well which just feels really nice so yeah yeah so it I think if you're called to doing journaling do it because it's great but if if it resonates with you and, and you if you if you find that you enjoy it then then give it a try yeah but don't put any pressure on yourself no, no, no. more no more pressure no more pressure <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh Sid this has been a great chat we've well I hope our listeners will get some real benefit from this because I think we've mm-hmm. unpicked well no we haven't even unpicked it we just kind of scratched the surface on yeah you know um imposter syndrome and you know mm-hmm. journaling and what have you but I hope our listeners have had some uh, great insights from our chat. It's been lovely, lovely to catch up with you and see you. Well, I can see you on the screen, but <laughs> hear you over the podcast. Yeah, it's been really lovely. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, you can, can find, find you? me on my website, which is com, or you can, you're better off finding me on Instagram. That's my um, hangout of choice on the web. And it's at Sidel Stewart, um, or my business name is at Onit Comms, which is a virtual assistant agency um, where we have VAs to take care of um, the needs of coaches and consultants. Fabulous, fabulous. You're so good on Instagram. So, Thank yeah, you. not not to compare yourself with Sid, because she's like, <laughs> she's like so consistent and so good at it but to be inspired by you if nothing else oh, to go Thank and follow you, you. You're, yeah you Appreciate you are that. an inspiration even though I'm kind of a lurker <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny hearing lurkers you never know because you just don't know they're lurking until you they don't tell me something. I know like, oh well who knew I didn't even know didn't realize there you followed you me and they're like I don't I just look up your page I'm like oh well <laughs> <laughs> so there you funny. go I'm it's, nice it's nice to know somebody's <laughs> getting something out of it. You don't want to do content and, and know that nobody's enjoying it. So it's a good thing. Exactly. It's a good thing. Exactly. 
Anyway, thank you so much, Sid, for your time and your honest chat. It's been really good to see you. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed our conversation. So thanks. So there you have it, another episode of the Joe and Co show streamed into your ears and I hope you truly enjoyed my conversation with the lovely Sidel Stewart today. I hope you got loads of insights because I really want to bring on honest and down to earth business owners and really share our true experiences so that you can feel less alone and feel guided and supported along your journey in the entrepreneurial world or just in life. It doesn't matter where you're listening or why you're listening. Anyway, I would love, love, love if you have enjoyed this episode to please rate it, give us your feedback, share it on the platform that you listen to if you can, I know you can't always, or indeed share this episode or even this whole podcast with somebody who you think would really benefit from listening to it. I want to make sure that as many other business owners feel supported in their journey uh, and the roller coaster of life that, <laughs> that is running your own business. And I would love to get the word out so that other people really feel like, you know, there's others that are sharing their journey, but they're not alone. Anyway, wishing you all an amazing April. I can't even believe that we are in April already in this amazing year and wishing you a happy, happy spring. Hopefully you'll be back listening again next Friday when I share another amazing episode. Anyway, lots of love and you take care.